welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming out from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. I'm actually recording this intro and episode at the Wetshire Writers Club in downtown Providence, Rhode Island. Let's Chat is a long-form conversational podcast where I, your host, Chris Revel, use my behavioral background, behavioral health background to chat with guests from the worlds of punk rock, podcasting, and pop culture. Today's episode is actually different for a lot of reasons. Uh, I'm actually... Your host, I'm your guest. I've never, ever, ever had another person come on and be a host, and we're doing that for a very special reason today, and we're going to get into it, and I'm sure you'll figure out from the, the notes why. <laughs> so I decided to, I, you know, I, I was really thinking a lot of how to do this, and I hate writing, and I was like, well, I have a podcast, maybe I should use my podcast form to express to the people how I'm feeling. And I was like, well, who can get information out of me better than anyone in the entire world? And that's Dwight Hurst. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm sorry, ladies and germs, because we're cool. Uh, Dwight Hurst will be taking the reins and interviewing me for my own podcast for the first time in eight years. Thank you, Chris. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, beautiful people all over the world. It's me, your permanent, semi-permanent guest host for an indeterminate amount of time. Well, this episode. Actually, it's pretty ter- It's pretty well determined. It's this episode. That's it. Tried to make it more mysterious. I am grateful and honored to be the first guest host hosting uh, today on the Let's Chat show. It's a show I've been a part of here and there, and you've been a part of mine. Uh, it's a near and dear thing to my heart as it is to your listeners out there, and that's obviously what we're talking about today. I would go as far to say of that you're part of the DNA of let's chat. You're a, uh, you're definitely, and I, I mean that I mean, people, you've definitely, you've been on a handful of times and that's always been fun, but we met a long time ago and we've stayed friends and became podcast friends and become friend friends. And uh, we've talked, I think at this point we've spoken to each other more outside of podcast recording content than each other. We've worked together. Like we had my very first job in the industry was with you. Mm-hmm. And so like you're, you're one of my, you're in my circle of people I go to whenever I have to make decisions. Yeah. Well, and me too. I, it's interesting because when you do podcasts with people, oftentimes the relationship is around the podcast, which of course is normal. When you, I have a lot of guests that come on my show a bit that we become friends, but typically we talk to each other when we're recording, maybe a, 20 minutes before or after here and there. But I will say, just like you said with us, we've grown past that to where we'll actually, we've actually called each other on the phone even when no one was recording anything. Just, just to, t- and then talk about how, <laughs> except and for then the talk federal about government. How- of course, yeah, and they're like, recording we, all of us. Then we're like, we should have recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> no, and um, I want. Can I? If if I I won't, st- I'll be a good guest. But I want to share. I want to share a story too. Is um that relates to everything we're talking about today with the hiatus. Uh, it was in 2020, Um, I had lost my first client to suicide, and it really sucks. And Dwight was one of the people who uh, called me on the phone just to talk and. Uh, you know, we both work in the field. Uh, you're a therapist. I think you might have gone through similar experiences. And I was like, that was like in my head, I'm like, all right, that's that's uh, that was the moment. I was like, what a what a what a stand up guy. Oh, well, having had yeah some of those complicated feelings before, it just hit me in uh, when you had had let me know. I think in text, I was just like, I gotta call him. I mean, to see how he's doing because sometimes yeah. those things sneak up. And you obviously understand trauma and things better than a lot of people, but. Uh, anyway, yeah, I felt like that was, and, and I felt a real connection to you and to your show and, and that's, uh, kind of a transition into some of the announcements, as you put it, there's going to be some notes, uh, show notes and such people have already seen, but 
Should we hit upon that word right away? You already used the H word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hiatus. Yeah, so so Webster's at this point, dictionary says hiatus. No, I'm just kidding. Tell us what yeah. you mean when you say hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to, this will be released with all the announcements all the time. This, this is, I guess, for anyone who wants to go beyond reading a paragraph or watching an Instagram post or, or whatever. Um, yeah, so Les Chat is going to be going on a, a hiatus, and it's really strange feeling for me and um it's a good hiatus let me preface with that um it's not like last time where uh, my life fell apart and i got super depressed and just couldn't go on anymore um it's actually quite the opposite i've become really busy and and good busy uh, i've been working a lot doing freelance and consulting and um i've been in my day job for a long time and i don't think anyone who works there will hear this but uh, I've been putting a big effort to really wanting to work in full time into the industry. And, you know, I started, there's only so many hours in the day of uh, how many things you could do. And uh, my, my good friend, Caroline from the Finding Disney podcast had uh, pitched me this idea that she wanted to start like a monthly Marvel podcast with me. And I got really, really, really excited about that. And then I had this thought, I was like, I started to get stressed out. It's like, I just don't have the time to do that. Plus let's chat plus the freelance plus trying to get my career plus trying to like work a day job. That's already, I'm already burned out in plus the job. I mean, plus having a four-year-old. And then I just had the, I was thinking, I, I, my friend Nikolai, uh, who's been on the show several times and another, another good friend, her voice popped into my head and she's like, all right, ADHD boy, you need to follow the money. And that's always been my problem. So I, um, yeah, it just kind of got to the point where I was getting a lot of stress and anxiety over Let's Chat with Chris Revel, the podcast feed itself, um, everything else is staying active because I was not putting the time that goes into it. I wasn't getting the downloads. I wasn't marketing. I was getting stressed out um, to do it justice, to do it right, to get where I needed to be or wanted to be. It just became an impossible task. And and then I started having some ugly, jealous feelings of other people who were surpassing me. And that wasn't fair to them because they're working way harder than I was on the thing I was working on and realizing that it was more internal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like it was me. It's well, it, And it's a healthy thing to turn that insight inward, isn't it? To be able to say, oh, why is this not working? Why is this not working? And then you're looking at a couple aspects. I think a lot of us... Uh, a lot of us find different projects and things and we invest ourselves. I know I'll invest myself in something and it'll take me a while to realize, oh, it's not going where I wanted. And I'll have to say, oh, wait, I I haven't really done all the things that would get it there <laughs> necessarily. I just yeah. thought about them or maybe thought I was doing them. There's a yeah. kind of famous scene in uh, an episode of Parks and Rec during the season where Leslie Nope is running for city council and uh, she has this talk with Nick Offerman's character, which is a really cool thing, knowing that these two people also in real life are friends, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. But so they act the scene out together. And I think of the line a lot where Ron Swanson says to her, um, don't half ass two things, whole ass one thing. Now, in real life, of course, what are we talking about? We're talking about cutting down from four to two, maybe, right? Or from... <laughs> From yeah, six yeah. to one, or of course, or six to two, or six to three, something like that. But but there's an application there that you're saying where where are my feelings and where is my investment going to suffer, right? Yeah. To a certain extent, if you love a project, you don't want to run it into the ground after not having energy for it anymore either. Yeah, yeah and you know, like and that's I I love it, but I just don't. 
have the means to hire the people I want to hire because that was part of my that is part of the goal because I just I I don't I don't want to make it anymore to be quite honest like I'm burnt the fuck out I don't want to edit which I had been fortunately had been working with Robbie Sherman and then later the Vern uh, good friends of ours uh, on the editing front and then I was like really gonna like let's try to build out a patreon i just that was not really working for me i wasn't putting the energy into it um i love guest booking but man it takes a lot of emails to get one person to do something and it's not it's nobody's fault it's just how it is and then like i started I, i've climbed the ladder a bit and I, I now work with sometimes i'll work with like a pr person i was like oh my god that guest doesn't have to deal with 75 emails just to get to this one episode of course, they're doing other things. So I was like, I've, I was kind of running it. And um, actually, let me kind of backtrack because I was doing, I was thinking about it earlier. Like, I, I've always wanted Let's Chat to be the biggest podcast it could possibly be. And I think I look back, I probably should have done this a little earlier. Is I think it w- with pretty much complete DIY, guerrilla marketing, getting our fan base one, literally one by one and having a personal conversation with pretty much almost everyone who's ever listened. Uh, it's a, I mean, maybe not everyone actually quite honest, but like put a lot of hours. Anybody out thing. there now that you haven't talked to is going like, Hey, yeah. As I said, that, well, I definitely, well, you could, <laughs> you could definitely message me online. I'll definitely respond. And like, you know, just putting a lot of work into it. So we, and so we've gotten into, uh, you know, we've made it into Vulture, made it into Huffington Post. We've, um, top 2% of global podcasts according to listen notes, which is huge. Uh, the, the, the big moment for us was like, I think it was the, if, if this doesn't work, we got to reassess was we, um, Colin, I believe his last name, I think it's Colin Anderson, uh, but someone from Earwolf had reached out to us and was like, uh, here, so you talk to send over your pitch deck to them and maximum fun. And I, I decided I was really, like, I really wanted to get on a big network and I, I shot my shot. Uh, didn't happen, which was fine. Honestly, it was just quite the honor. And I reflecting back on that, it's like, well, if I had put all the hours into the marketing that I used to do, I probably, I don't know. I think once, once, once Stitcher and Maximum Fund didn't work out, uh, I had a couple little offers for smaller networks. I just wasn't there anymore. And I was like, yeah. So, I, but I also don't want to quit. So it's like, uh, yeah. So that's it's that's where that's at. So that's well, where hiatus came from. I think it's the same with any creative or passion project. You you have to be careful to remember that the project is there for you, that it's your project, that you don't belong to the project, right? And and you yeah. look at that and you say, why do things work out the way they do? There's no real answer for that. There's no universal answer for that. Do things work out for a reason or do you just make do with the things that do happen? Uh, that's not really the scope of our discussion today to figure out that philosophical, cosmic, spiritual question, but they do happen, right? And uh, that's what you're discussing. And and I remember talking with you during those times when you were thinking, okay, are we at a point where this podcast, my main flagship podcast, is the thing that's going to skyrocket through or, you know, take me to this next step? And it sounds like you're, at this point... Well, I guess let me frame it like this as a question. How has that been? Has it been hard to adjust that? So we can Yeah, it's it hit it's awesome to be honest. Because for I've done the show for eight years, but I would say the last two years, once Bree and I teamed up at the end of twenty nineteen, like I'd say the last like two and a half years, we've been working really, really hard. And especially with Bree when she came on the team, like it turned from podcast to brand. I honestly started finding myself really more interested in brand management and that kind of stuff. Um, so 
I feel like the last couple of years I've been really working towards a goal. I didn't have a good goal in place. Rather, I was just putting a lot of work out there, a lot of work out there. And I didn't know where I was going to land with it. So if anything, I think, if anything, my goals just pivoted. Um, opportunities that I've never expected came up. Um, like I, I I work as a consultant. It's now the most money I've ever made in an hour. I, I People I don't know and companies reach out to me and pay me money and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on a freelance project and one that freelance project um, is a narrative podcast that is picking up like that, all that I had known that workload is going to really be picking up at the end of this year, uh, at the end of this month. So, you know, you know, we worked on the, the So and Jones project together, which is my first dip into the industry. So I just, unbeknownst to me, I had built this like $600 an hour skill set that I didn't recognize while working a, my, my job, which was technically my career for the last 12 years. Uh, well, I've been in the same position for eight, same field for 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, I feel like a worthless peon there. Like I'm, I'm a nobody. And then in the podcast space, I was like starting to like make a name for myself on the local and uh, probably not national, but definitely locally. <laughs> like, you know, just, it, and, and, you know, the industry has grown. So I hope I answered the questions. I think so. No, I, well, you're talking about the pivoting that happens sort of naturally. Uh, my grandpa told me a long time ago that, you know, if you're uh, waiting for a design or you're waiting for a direction, you'll wait for a long time. But if you're moving, you find a way to go. Right. And it's not always the way that. you plan on. Right. It's not yeah. what you plan on. Yeah. And I maybe we'll have to do another episode because um, there's things that I can't really get into it now because it's still up, up in the air. But there's um, my career shift is working in a much faster direction. Um, one of the things I did, actually, I hired somebody to help me with my resume mm. because I had never put my Let's Chat or any of my media work down. I had no idea how much stuff I've done. Like I have eight years of experience in a field that's 15 years old. Six of those years, I'd never thought of, you know, I, I wasn't like a clearly defined, like I'm going to set out and do this for eight years and then I'm going to switch career paths. Uh, but I don't have any other discernible skills to get me out of my field to make as much as I do now. And all of a sudden I do. And I, some big stuff is kind of coming around the corner and it feels really nice. And it, yeah, I guess I'm happy about it. Like it's, it's hard to let go. It is. It's in a way because like, you love it. And it, it got me all these places, but it's not going to pay the mortgage mm-hmm. yet. Well, I think you're you're talking about like respecting podcasting as an industry instead of just a show. I think when people say, I have a podcast, or they hear someone say they have a podcast, they think, oh, everybody's waiting to be the next Joe Rogan. And I find this, and you and I have both experienced this when we talk to people in the in the role of a consultant or, you know, I, I produce a couple of shows outside of my own show and- uh, what I've noticed is that uh, I, I will say the two shows that are ongoing shows that I produce, uh, both of them have very targeted, specific goals. They're not, oh, try to be Rogan. I got to get a billion people to listen. It's, oh, this is part of my marketing. This is part of my strategy. This is part of my mission. And they have realistic goals around that 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 uh, just aren't that. And so I think thinking beyond that, we're sort of trained to think. And I, I keep mentioning Joe Rogan mostly because I don't want anyone to be Joe Rogan, even Joe Rogan. Sorry. Um, this is your show. I don't want to. T- <laughs> even Joe Rogan doesn't want to be Joe Rogan. I, even, yeah, even Joe Rogan, we don't want him to be Joe Rogan anyway, whatever. But I just, that's the one that people, people mention that, or they'll say, what about cereal? Or we have a narrow view. Uh, and I'm sure that it's very similar to when television started or when people look at the music industry, even now, Ooh. 
and they think, oh, you're a singer. You know, oh, if you're a singer, that's what it means to work in music. Well, no, not at all. There's there's thousands of jobs in music, right? And there's different avenues and different things like that that go. And I think when people are outside of podcasting, and unfortunately, a lot of people, indie people inside of podcasting, fail to see the scope. And you're talking about having an adjustment to say, well, I'm getting into production, working in a narrative format. And I'll tell you the other thing that sometimes happens, even with the big players in the industry, I think all of us have had maybe that podcast on our update list, on our app, whatever app you use to listen. And it might even be one of the ones from the the big boys and the big gals who put out their show. And you can tell when it's gone on a little too long and when maybe they've started another project, but they still felt like I got to keep my numero uno show going. And it's like, that was you haven't me. cared I did- about this for a while, have you? Yeah. I- I think that's what happened to me. I, like, and if you if you follow us on social media or subscribe, you have noticed where it's just like nothing, nothing, nothing. A new episode, and then I don't really post about it. And you know, we're having pretty big names and stuff. Like, it's like like some of these episodes should be having so many more downloads, but it's no one's fault. I didn't find it because I didn't promote it enough. I didn't have that drive anymore. But yeah, I guess I totally agree that you're saying, especially within the indie podcast community, where like. Somewhere it went from I wanted to make a podcast to I want to work in podcasting. I always knew like being a host would be like the goal, but I also know that's really hard. Like there's very few people who make their living. Even like I remember years ago interviewing Travis McElroy from uh, you know my brother and me and the McElroy fame, and like he was the first person I ever met or interviewed who made their living off doing podcasts. But he had eight podcasts. And he had a book and I, and, and the more I listen and the more I talk with people, like anyone who's quote unquote makes it that you see, they all have like 75 different jobs. Mm-hmm. So then it, that, that kind of started like shifting my thinking of like, I would love to have a job that kind of like right now, my, my job is um, I'm a case manager at a, at a psychiatric hospital. I work an outpatient um, that those 40 plus hours a week don't do anything towards my goal that I'm working on. But if I could work in the field, even if I'm just an editor or working somewhere on someone else's shit, that's 40 hours plus on top of, you know, and I have, yeah, so I haven't had any of that. I've only been able to put my free time in Let's Chat. And now I'm not sure if anyone noticed there's a pandemic and I was a four-year-old and that makes life hard. So it's, it all comes down to time. Like the want is still there. I just want someone else to uh, market and book it and edit. And um, if that's something you want to do, reach out. We can talk because, I, the goal, we come back, it's going to look different, but that will be how it will be. So let's talk about that. Uh, first of all, in the interim here, this is not a cancellation take down the show. This is an announcement of a hiatus of new episodes, right? Yeah. And the funniest thing is I actually have a, a we're still going to put stuff out in the feed. Uh, I know that we're going to do Let's Chat uh, Zeitgeist that we were doing on Patreon, which I never posted on our Patreon because that's why I can't run a Patreon right now. Uh, th- we'll put those like random ones up. And then, um, you know, Caroline, I mean, I already have one booked that will go out after the hiatus. So um, I guess for more, it's more my personal anxiety of like, all right, uh, uh, the person who know the, like, I felt guilty about the people who are having on, and I was like, I'm not doing them a service. Like they're giving me their time, and they deserve to get an audience. If you're out there making your new album or whatever, and so like I'm like now I could just once every month or every six months, every three months, whenever I feel like it, I could pop on. Um, I'm also gonna put more energy in just to be guesting on other people's show. So like everything stays the same. Let's chat with Chris Revel. The podcast itself will stop having new episodes. But the Let's Chat media brand is going to, you know, 
I'm going to put more and more effort into my own personal brand, if you will. So like, I'm going to just guest on more people's shows and mm-hmm. kind of just see where everything takes me and put my work elsewhere. And like, like, you know, yeah. So people would still see, uh, uh announcements and things like that Re- replays possibly, or just the feeds available. Yeah. If you want to go back. Yeah. We're thinking of, yeah, I'm thinking of doing that, finding someone. I actually, I think I'll talk to you about afterwards, see how much someone would be like, Hey, how much, if someone would just go into my Libsyn and set it up. So like once every few weeks we get a replay episode, mm-hmm. like we have a lot to work with. It's just, I don't have the time to be the one to do it right now. And now that like we have some uh, revenue coming in, I can do stuff like that, which has been really nice. So like, yeah. I also like knew that like my goal is to run let's chat media as my company and then hire all of the people I've worked with and love and my friends, but I have never worked with, I, I, I also have a learning disability. I'm like, I cannot jump into run. I can't leave my job right now and start a company. I not going to, it's going to fail, but if I could work in the industry and, and learn and, and maybe, and maybe my goals will change from there. Like maybe I find something I love and I stay there forever. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. I, I would love to be like a producer and then just do a podcast for fun and have built up your community and make some few bucks doing that too. I know you've talked about this on my show and I think you've talked about a little bit in your show uh, when we've told your story of going through trauma going through EDMR and, and recovery of that, what role does that play in this kind of flexibility and this kind of uh, approach to your life at this point? Oh, somebody is a good host and has been doing their research. Uh, no, from one host to another, that, great question. Um, I would say 100% of everything. <laughs> uh, uh, all of this has been a combination of doing EMDR therapy over the last four years, last couple of years. And, um, and a lot of what I'm learning about, like entrepreneurship and um, and these types of stuff, is the stuff that separates people who are successful versus people like uh, who aren't uh, like me. What, I'll say what separated me from other people doing what they want to do was we're both afraid they just still go, they still do it. And so I was in my own way, and EMDR really helped me do that inner work and figure out what what's stopping me. Why don't I want to do that? like you know, my words, my, my actions, my words weren't lining up. So it kind of got like really deep and like, and it's still like a level of confidence that I could do this. Like, you know, instead of fake it, if you make it, you ever hear that instead of saying that now I do act as if, so instead of fake it till you make it, you're just like, I know what you're doing. Act as if it's like, I'm yeah. supposed to be here. I like, like that I had, a lot better. I like as if thinking a lot better than I think fake it till you make it. I think it implies a lot of pressure on people. And it burns. Yeah. I find that 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 phrase and that mentality burns people out more than it inspires them. Actually, yeah. Like I don't. I honestly, I, I have lost out a lot of opportunities. I've had a lot of really nice people and a lot of people I looked up to say very kind things to me over the last eight years. And I remember every many of the times just completely deflecting them because I refused to believe I was good at this. Like it took so long to real to even admit to myself to be like i'm good at this i remember one time going to a wedding and victoria was in the wedding so i was parent and so was so i ended up hanging out with one of the other bridesmaids dates and we're never had met each other really nice and just like god do you have any we were talking at dinner like you have any hobbies like no and then later on, Victoria said something about my podcast. And he's like, oh, you have a podcast. How come you didn't mention that? Like, I used to feel like I had it as like a separate life for no, I never talked about it. I, it was like a whole secret world that I had. No one at my job knew about it. Like, it wasn't that. And then yeah, it's shame. It helped me get rid of all that shame around about being like, 
here's this kind of wacky, weird thing that I want to do. And nobody else that I know in my personal life understands, but <laughs> I don't know why I think I could do it. Well, I wonder, I mean, that started out, I think as a new media thing to where it's like, Oh, you have a podcast. And then now the, the transition is to say, Oh, everybody has a podcast. I mean, and I, you and I have talked about this in different formats at length, but the idea that everyone has a podcast is like not even true. Not even true. No, exactly. It's not even everyone uh, has been tapped to listen yet. The the listening market is <laughs> yeah. still growing. As well as the other thing is that the majority of podcasts that do exist have less than eight episodes, right? And and haven't posted in over is it one hundred twenty days? I think is the is the stat. Yeah, but I think there's three million podcasts. Yeah, something like and the that. average right. podcast. If you have like over like a hundred downloads in thirty days, you're in the top like twenty percent or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah, the first, yeah. right? The bottom, like like the bottom, uh, the bottom eighty is like ones that just don't update at all. So yeah, I'm in the top two percent, and I don't make any money. I, I, I'm you know only the top point one percent or even point five. Like I've looked up like office ladies, and they're point oh 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 five percent, and they're making sure. money. So like, yeah, I mean yeah. So you you have a big a big variation of that, but it's interesting because. You know, if someone's like, "Oh, I, you know, have a TV show. You have a TV show? Wow!" You know, versus you're like, "Are there enough TV shows, Dwight? Are there enough TV shows?" But, but you know, I think because the new media and because people have have that perception, I think it becomes like this. Oh, do I say I have a podcast? Does that just sound like some silly hobby? And are people going to be like, "Oh, good for you"? Um, whereas I think now, of course, you get more people have an understanding of, "Oh, you actually, that's one way you produce art." That's a way you are creative, you know, at the least, you know, they understand that. And uh, usually it has to do more with, oh, that's cool. Tell me more. Um, now, when you have one that is a fairly successful podcast that has pulled people from various industries and has done many of the things that you have tried to get it to do. Um, and isn't it funny to say that's the thing that we should that, that we're, we're sort of conditioned to feel silly to say, oh, I have a podcast. Oh, who's been on the? Oh, well, you know, uh, do you listen to podcasts? You might have heard of Travis McElroy. Oh my, what? You know, I mean, if you listen or usually, to, no, or no, no, never heard of any of those people. I'm like, well, that's because you're not the target audience, <laughs> right? Exactly. And and with you though, you've gotten. I mean, you've had Tad Stones on the show who worked on the original yeah, Ducktales. You've had, uh, I mean, list. Of, you had uh, the singer of uh, Gaslight Anthem was on. I remember the drummer. And, yeah, uh, many. drummer. Right. Yeah, and, and, and many and, other. I mean, I you can list more if you want to. Uh, God, it 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 blows it blows my mind. And for better or worse, I think I also feel like for a long time I never found acceptance in all the communities. For better or worse, like I don't always fit in in the punk rock podcast world. I don't always fit in with the movie film Twitter people. I don't uh, movie podcast because, like you know, like you said, like so we would have like yeah, because I remember like there's because in my head I look at the way the episodes release, but I remember going. Uh, Tad Stones, who created Darkwing Duck and Animation Legend. And then we had the writers from Bob's Burgers, and they were back-to-back episodes, which was fucking crazy. And then it was uh, Matt Sankum, who's the founder of The Hard Times, the satirical website about oh, that's like, right. punk culture. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but like, you know, there's a small Venn diagram of people who love uh, animation and, and punk as much as, and comedy as much as I do. Or like, you know, or like, or like the last couple, we, we had, um, uh, Dave McQueen from Big D and the Kids Table. And then the next one is Kristen Logan that's out most recently, who's a uh, Kristen Logan, who's a stand-up comedian. And so, or Chris Gethard was like another huge fucking deal to me. And like, it's awesome. I fucking love it. But um, it doesn't always work 
if I had better marketing, it does. To me, I think it, it invites a much more open-minded listener, but I also feel like I don't, I definitely retain listenership, but I noticed that whenever I take that 10, my numbers would dip, but I would always like, well, it's for me. You know, like if I, if I followed the data, you would just see nothing but like more punk singers on here, but people who like punk music do not like donating to Patreons and supporting shows financially. And, um, and that's fine. That's just the culture. I'm, I, I'm fully aware of that. Whereas the geek culture, which I absolutely love, like, you know, like, you know, it's, it's so like, I, you know, I'm an odd person and then you know as you know i also have gone through trauma and i worked in the field so then you throw someone who also just loves to like get to like, talk about weird shit like that it uh i think it makes for something interesting but you know it's not for everything like sometimes like when benny horowitz came on from gaslight anthem and wonderful podcast host as well for going off track we didn't talk about music or podcasting it just turned into like he had like a therapy session hmm. so for me i love that yeah. but for someone's like well, let's talk about the time you played bruce springsteen like I always go out of my way to not get those late night show uh, talk. Like it's the complete opposite <laughs> right. of what we do well, here. Because what and, do you? Um, which I we're like. And I'm like you. I feel like for me, uh, and and this has probably made it more difficult for listeners to settle on my show as well in a way because uh, for me, having a podcast, one of the values is the eclectic approach you can have to it and say. Yes. You know, for I, I always think of it like this, the number one benefit of having a podcast, especially if it's one that you can say, like you and I both are able to say, people do listen to our show. It does get out there. You know, there are, we can pop out some numbers here that make people want to want to say, oh, okay, that's that might be worth my, my time to go on. But the best thing of all of having it is that you can shoot an email off to someone. I can read an article about somebody doing some research or someone who has a even a you know, modicum celebrity, or if I can find a contact, I can send something that says, I'd like to sit down and talk to you for around an hour. And isn't that cool? And oh, and I have a podcast. I can add that said that at the end so I don't sound like a stalker. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you get to meet the people and you get to form uh, either relationships or encounters with people who are really fascinating people. And to me, that's kind of the number one reason to do it. Oh, <laughs> getting to the point where you be, yeah, like I always feel like, uh, podcasting is just an adult play date on some level <laughs> i like that that's great i'm gonna <laughs> i'm totally gonna like, use that it's it, like it's very even selfishly it feels like i want to connect with the people who made the art i love whether it was like someone who had a small role like like remember we both interviewed uh, anna uh anna maria leante, leante? yeah yes uh, so she had a small role in the force awakens and we both had interviewed her. And, oh, my God, that was so cool. And, and then, beyond, like, I think that was the least of what we talked about when I had her on my show. It was a, of course. It turned into a two-part episode because she was a fascinating person who had advocacy experience. She's an actress, a model. She, was when, like you said, was in Star Wars, a named character, although no dialogue. But uh, anyway, yeah, she was a fascinating yeah. person to talk to. And what the being in Star Wars was probably... Although, I mean, I, I don't want to say anything of how she would feel about it, but probably the least interesting thing about her when it, when you talk to her for is sure. that she was really sure. this smart and motivated advocate for people, you know? Absolutely. Or then it's like Nathan Gray is the singer of legendary hardcore band Voice Sets Fire is a band that changed my life when I was 16. I bet most people don't know who that is, but now he I call him a friend. Like, uh, I was just, when he came through town last time, I was on the guest list. Uh, like, it's <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's I've 
in some instances I've gotten to talk to it and sometimes become friends with or or I interviewed uh, Chris Gethard and then I got to go see him do stand up the, the following month and I got to stop out say hello and I was like yeah you don't remember but he's like yeah I do and like those those barriers kind of break down where had, like uh, yeah yeah uh, Griffin Newman was on your show too right if I'm not yes mistaken. yes that was that was another big one like my, yeah. my uh actually he did two one of them we had to stop 30 minutes into it and he was nice enough to come back and do a proper one and he was super vulnerable and um you know or Rahu Kohli another one like mm-hmm. holy shit who's now getting to talk to people before they blow up or like there's um I interviewed Bob Dearden, who is the writer for, um, who's a, a television writer for their show, I Zombie, which nobody watched. But now Bob works on Cobra Kai <laughs> and we've remained friends. And I'm just like, oh, this is so weird. Like my friend is writing on one of the most popular shows in like our, our nerd world right now. And like we just emailed, we were just emailing back and forth the other day. Like just, what? Yeah. Well, and so let's talk about a little bit about some of the things that are not going away. Um, and and I have a bit of a hand in this. Uh, one of the aspects that we'd like to maintain and keep going is the uh, the YouTube side of things with Let's Chat Live yes, interviewing that, podcasters. Talk about neglect. Like Bree and I, our life just got so busy, and we just couldn't carry the weight of doing a weekly show anymore. And mm-hmm. um, we never stopped. And we never did another one. So it's been kind of kind of been weighing on me. So that I know you're gonna be picking up the mantle on that one. And I get to uh, pop in and exactly. And and here's what I I'm gonna I can even uh, put this out here if in if Chris doesn't like it, he can edit it out. Uh the the Let's Chat Live format is really nice because it's the Let's Chat community of podcasters all we're taking turns pitching in and with the live YouTube interviews uh live and then uh drop them drop them later as well and they stay up on YouTube. Uh, the the streaming interviews of podcasters. And it's actually introduced me to not only some cool shows, but to some cool guests uh, of my own to come over on my show. So, oh, vice versa. And and the nice thing about the format is we rotate. That's how we met Reels of Justice. Oh, that is, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I it, just it, I just recorded with them the last other night, day. Right? I was the defense uh, against the their their show is a mock courtroom where movies are tried to, to decide if they're bad movies or not. And I was the defense uh, counsel for Age of Ultron, Marvel's Age of Ultron. Oh, so. I can't wait for that. Or uh, the Jock Doc podcast. I was just, uh-huh. um, I was just on that again the other night. Like I love London and Cam. Like those guys are so great. And then yeah. we met from doing Let's Chat Live. Yeah, Let's Chat Live started as essentially where like we wanted Let's Chat with Chris Revel the podcast feed to be like our A game, like our mm-hmm. big names. And then we still wanted to talk to everyone, but we just didn't have enough time. So like, well, why don't we do that? And then it's supposed to be rotating with guests and hosts. And then it's just, it's a lot to manage. And I yeah. just, neither of us could were able to do that anymore. So what, and I gonna, think that yeah. that will kind of help expand our brand too. Right. So now it's like, I, I want it to be like now when you think of, I almost started singing Dolly Parton, <laughs> when you think about love, think about me. <laughs> like I want you to, th- I want people to like my bigger goal is like, I want when people think of let's chat is like, how nerdist kind of is like, you know, Chris Hardwork, you know, Jonah Ray, you know, Matt Myra. Like I want you to know me and Bree and Dwight like, and you and, and uh, like ball and all those and Sonetta and all these just wonderful humans or, you know, Vern, one of our favorite humans on fucking earth. We love Vern. And I actually like, I love, I just love that. And like, right. and even like the Let's Chat Club that we're doing, like that's not going to go away, but we're going to kind of retool it. Like we love all yeah. those people. And like, it's just like, I want people to think, I want it to be about me in the sense where you, when you think of me, you can think of like John and all these wonderful, awesome podcasts. There's like, you know, John from Reddit on wiki, one of our last chat club members, like 
they started his own network. Like that's everything I've ever wanted is like, I want to take all these people and I'll teach you whatever I can teach, take whatever you can from me and go on and, and surpass me. And then remember me when you, when you surpass me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's something we're going to keep going. We're going to, I'm actually, the first stage is going to be recruiting. I want to, I want to build out a big enough group of hosts that we can have frequent episodes, but then, so no one necessarily has to be on the hook to carry the whole thing. So I will say anybody out there that's podcasters, if you'd like to be interviewed on Let's Chat Live, or if you want to actually help out and pitch in with some of the interviewing too, uh, you know, hit us up, talk to me, please. Yeah, and we'll, we're gonna and we'll like release those on our feed too, so like they'll go on the feed for a couple of days or a week or something. So like the feed will still be active. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to be a little internet silent for a little bit, but you know, our Facebook group will still be going strong. Um, also, like you know, imagining if I have a job working in the industry. And actually know how to do this without like, I mean, we're not even out about you, Dwight, but like we're talking like well, I'm like the epitome of stealth taught. I taught mm-hmm. myself how to make a podcast. I, I my friend of mine gave me a book. I learned how to edit from YouTube. I watched YouTube videos about Audacity and how to edit. Yeah, I've I, I I've learned from booking from uh failing. And um David from David the producer from Unmarable Rant had made this really great video. Basically, here's how you do it. Like I taught myself everything, which is great, but there's definitely some big skill sets. So like, mm-hmm. oh, imagine if like, I I guess I know what it is to get what what needs to get done to make it really make it a number one podcast. And it takes, you know, the biggest shows have a team of people. It's not just one person. Mm-hmm. I DIY'd myself to death. Oh, actually, going back to your other question about EMDR therapy, that also EMDR therapy helped me get over my shame. It also gave me helped me really work through like control issues of like of like letting other people not having this idea that I have to do everything myself. Like I took so much pride that I did every aspect of the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. But like when I listen to office ladies, I don't like, oh, well, this is good, but Jenna and Angela didn't edit it. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, sure. You're not, you're not great... picturing, uh, you're not picturing Conan O'Brien sitting over an audacity screen being like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Should you I know, mono- like make ha- this mono or stereo? Yeah, like I know for a fact that uh, Conan's wonderful, but is he the one responding to the email to make sure the guest is showing up on time and providing the link and the follow up? Like, at, which is cool that I learned all that stuff, but I learned what I like and what I don't like. I learned what I could do, what I can't do. Like, so on one end, it's like I feel like the complaining side of it is like I don't want to do it because it takes up too much time. But the more mature approach of it was I just want need to put my focus towards other things and i need uh i gotta quote tick i gotta put me i gotta put me first there's a there's a great it's a graduation commencement i can't remember what university but there's a you if you google uh youtube or do a youtube search it's griffin mcelroy speaking of the my brother my brother and me uh he does uh he and he talks about that exact thing of how they started my brother my brother and me and some of the background of that and how with all the things they've done how he found that he was doing everything and and how long it took them. And even now, if you listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me, if you're a fan, now they've, at the end, they'll say, and thanks to, I can't remember the name, but they've added an editor. And in that speech, and this speech was several years ago, he mentioned that 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 show of all was like the hardest thing for him to let go of having anyone do. And he, at that point, even just a few years ago, giving the speech said, I don't know if they'll ever hire an editor for My Brother, My Brother and Me. I finally have released the reins for the other couple things, but... And so now they are, and you know, and that and that's someone who they do multiple shows. They've got videos. He also was one of the people who helped start Polygon. Um, 
And uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's why he was in Forbes for the, all that and the whatever. So, wow. you know, they've started the Adventure Zone. They have a series of comics based off of their D&D podcast. They, they've written a book together, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, you look at that, and that's someone who just within the last few months stopped editing his main podcast. So you, you definitely have a different sort of self-pressure as an indie podcaster, you, no, matter, no matter how big, you know, you, you get at it. So yeah, it's very it's a very interesting thing, and I think one of the things that applies beyond just podcasting, and I'll say this applies even just beyond creative endeavors. Anybody who's out there, if you're looking to be successful, I think the message that you're sending is to have a certain amount of flexibility and to be honest about where you're putting your time. Because if you are like, oh, I'm in love with this new project, I really want it to do well. Well, what does that mean? I can't just jam it on the plate with everything else and expect that I'm going to do it justice, you know? Yeah. And, and I'll be doing a Marvel podcast too. And that's like another yeah. thing. I was like, I had never allowed myself to just hyper niche down. And like, yeah. you know, like I really love Marvel stuff and, and I love Caroline so much and I love Defining Disney. And I was just like, Defining I was going to turn. So great. That is I such know. a good show. Yeah. That's... I was about to like turn this down. I was like, oh, I can't turn it down. There's not enough time. I was like, wait, wait, why? There's so many there's so many fandom shows that are so full of snark and cynicism that and, and well and or you can also go to the saccharine suite, I guess, on the other side of, you know, uh, but they they do such a good job of being like discussing the Disney projects with affection, but yet at the same time actually having a real discussion at the same. That's interesting, too. So, yeah, yeah. you can criticize without uh, hating something. You, you can still love something and criticize it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was noticing too of like when I had to edit, not even edit, like here's this is the perfect example of an ADHD burnout person. Um, so I'm very fortunate. I've been working with some great sound people, Robbie Sherman, shout out from Conversations with Robbie and Vern from Cinema Recall. And so I would set out for editing, I would just send over my episode and they would put everything together, right? That should be easy. No, no, no. I not once ever, ever would record my intro early and send them everything all together. I would literally send them the, just the episode and maybe one or two other things. And then I was still going and recording the intro and then tacking it in and going to Audacity. I should not have been doing that. I was paying someone to do it, but I just didn't want to do it. I have ADHD because I wasn't getting my dopamine from it. I was like, I would just put it off and procrastinate. So I was literally paying people for work that should have been easier. I'm like, all right, this is this is deeper than just like than whatever I'm thinking it is. Like it's like I just like I just never got a good system in place because I was like I fell out of love of making doing the the creating because I, I just really enjoy doing that stuff. And now it's like sometimes I get, I get stressed out, be like, oh god, I didn't promote, I didn't go on Twitter, I didn't put this on Facebook, I didn't do that. I was like not panic attack, but just like the lowest of lows, being like, oh, I gotta go post this episode and then waiting like weeks to get them done like just dragging my feet on stuff i should not be tracking my feet on mm -hmm. it was uh pretty frustrating yeah. to myself well it's an inspirational thing to me to have the wisdom to change gears and to look at what you're doing in the way you are let's before we run out of time i i what can you tell people Obviously, you've mentioned the Marvel podcast that's coming up and also this narrative project. What can you tell people today about either of those or other things that you're working on? I'm not sure how much I'm allowed. The company is called Little Fire. Raz and Aiden are wonderful. Um, I don't know how much I'm able to really speak to that. Um, 
and also because it hasn't really picked up yet, so I don't have I don't know yet. But um, absolutely. I, so, it, so, um, so that's something for people to stay tuned, basically, for more. Information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you'll be hearing my voice on it or anything. I don't know how much I'll be involved creatively, or if I'm more like project manager producer. But from the conversations I had, it, 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 I'm really excited about uh, that outcome of just mm-hmm. getting to work with them. They're great. Uh, I do consulting, so if anyone out there wants to start a podcast, anyone who wants to build your audience, anything of that nature, um, you know, it's you know, if, if money is an issue, just, just let me know. We'll figure something out. Listen, mm-hmm. um, like I have a price, but if, if you're really interested, I will give you an hour of my time for less than what I charge. Cause I truly just love this stuff and I want to see everyone succeed. Uh, the Marvel project we're in the middle of developing right now, it's going to be a fandom. Like the focus will start with Marvel and we're going to ideas that will have different guests come on from people who work in the industry, who work with Marvel and the out and the Marvel. And then the, um, the, I call it the cottage industry of people who get paid to talk about Marvel. Mm-hmm. So a mixture of that and then kind of grow that into having like people like you and other people come in. Um, so less interview, we're going to have segment last week, last conversations or this is don't quote me because things could change, uh, you know, different segments and like rumor mills uh, and do monthly video audio. We're really excited, really excited about that. And then work that way, eventually work our way into that and then include more of um, Star Wars stuff Ooh. too. So that would be really fun. Uh, I have a lot of ideas of pitching myself to be a guest on a lot of other people's podcasts, along with other people I know. Like, I'm like, oh, like I was supposed to do a Let's Chat episode. That was always really hard to put your tail between your legs. And then all I had a long list of people lined up that I December got too tough. I was like, I reached back out in January, we'll set something up. And then January came around like, hey, so the show's not happening anymore. I'm sorry. But there's a couple people I was like, man, I want to do that episode. And I was like, well, I wonder if we could do that episode somewhere together somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that way it's like I can bring guests to other people. Um, you know, you know, I need to build my media list, all that stuff. But yeah, so I really want to put a lot of my effort into just be guesting on other people's podcasts, mm-hmm. YouTube videos, really any opportunities. And if if all goes as what if things go as planned, by the time this airs, I will already be working in a new position in the field. Um, right. So that's kind of like, uh, that, that would be really cool. So you, you, if anything, you're going to be seeing more of me. Exactly. Um, do you have a name yet for the Marvel podcast? A place people can find it? Or are we just we, too pre-launched we, for that? I'm going to give, we, we do kind of, it's not, I don't, I got, I have to look it up. We, Oh, I have to look it up right now. So it's not, uh, I wouldn't say it's confirmed name, but this is what the last one we were working with. And I would love your feedback on it was, um, and this is, I give this all to Caroline, orange slices and pin particles. Because say orange slices. Orange slices and pin orange, particles. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, because Scott from, you know, Ant-Man always wants orange slices when he comes after his giant man. Yeah. Yeah. And, so we're still kind of playing around the name, but that was the, one of the ideas. Like, oh, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really, I'm really excited. And um, yeah, we'll definitely have a couple of new episodes coming out. And uh, and like, I guess I'm going to continue the way I've always done things of just keep working really hard towards. Some, I have a goal, and I think one of those goals is about to get hit. And I'm really excited to see what opportunities come next. Like, building Let's Chat built me into a person who can now work in this industry, and I'm. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. Like, um, I don't know what it is, but I happened last week. I had this two days in a row where three really big things happened on like the day before it happened. I was like, 
I don't know why, but I just feel like the next big thing is around the corner. And then it was so yeah, really excited. Like I'll, I'll tell you more, but we've already talked about it off mic, but there's a potential, <laughs> it looks like I might have a position somewhere that I'm really excited about. Really exciting. Well, thank yeah. you, Chris. Uh, let's just say to everybody out there, if they do want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to hit you up with the uh, show? I mean, I'm assuming all of the old avenues are still open, but why don't you tell people what those are? Yeah, nothing. I mean, the po- not, I'm not taking anything down. So everything, podcast itself, please don't don't unsubscribe. But you know, anywhere, Apple, Spotify, uh, Good Pods is my favorite personally. That's the app I've been using. Uh, but anywhere you find podcasts, you can find me uh, on the show itself. Uh, we, I'm very active in our Facebook, our Left Chat Podcast Community Facebook group, and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and TikTok at Left Chat Podcast. And hopefully, um, actually, can learn and actually learn how to make proper social media strategies because <laughs> uh thank you caroline for doing all that because <laughs> I, I i'm excited to learn i'm excited to learn a lot well, excellent. And uh, I am at Breakabrain on Twitter is my best point of contact if anybody wants to reach out to me also, especially if you want to hit me up about the Let's Chat Live, if you're interested in being a podcast that is highlighted, or if you'd like to maybe help us uh, do some interviews here and there too, to open to talk to you about oh. that. So, and, and since Dwight won't do it, please check out Broken Brain. It is a fantastic podcast. <laughs> Um, I'm absolutely loving that you're merging with your love of pop culture with um, with a mental health piece. I think I've I've now become I've I've been a listener, but I find myself listening more than I ever have when you did like a Spider Man one with like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, it just tickles. Yes. Yeah, we, we've that hit tickles a lot, my fancy. I noticed that the last month or so, we've hit a lot of hardcore uh, pop culture things where we're highlighting more new projects. Uh, Sharon Blady, who is a mental health advocate, she well, she you know she used to be the health minister for Manitoba, like Canada, like the province, eh? and uh, we, uh, somehow got associated on LinkedIn, and she is a mental health <laughs> trainer who uses Marvel has for years used Marvel to help people reframe their symptoms as superpowers. And so uh, we become friends and, and working on the show together. She just comes on and we've talked to, we're recording, uh, I think next week about the Hawkeye show and talking about how to redevelop your own symptoms and find your own superpowers and things like that. So I mean, that's, yeah, that's literally been... my origin story of what we just talked about. Exactly. So yeah, we're going to, we'll be talking <laughs> yeah. about orange slices together at some point too. I'm no, sure. I, I love that. And, and, and that's the thing too. I, I hope and the Marvel or that's probably a guess fact, we're going to try to hit up. And in fact, later today, uh, Abby uh, Perez, who you met, she does the friends, uh, friends and friends podcast. You met her oh, yeah. panel discussion. That was uh, so fun. She and I are going to record an episode about Disney's Encanto um, later on today. So, yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of fun things going on there with pop culture and psychology yeah. at the Broken Brain. So, you no, know, I like, I guess that's like the Dwight approach of like, you know, you're, a, I know you're a licensed therapist and stuff like you have your private practice, but like you've been able to build out a career in the podcast industry while still keeping your main career, like you're producing and growing and, and it, it's fun, right? And it's, it's, fun. Been, it's great. It's a, yeah, real connection. People, people, um, don't really uh, use use that uh, phrase anymore. The synergy. Uh, that's a phrase that I, you and I will are old enough probably to recognize from maybe when yeah. we were little baby workers in in the workforce. Maybe maybe I'm the only one old enough to. Uh, but people used to say synergy, and then we'd laugh and roll our eyes, right? And now it's like, but it's the concept of bringing everything together, blending things together, and and yeah, uh, yeah that's why I think podcasting really opens it up for that too. So. Yeah, of all the ways to make a podcast, I thought it's funny. I didn't go for the sponsorships. I didn't go for all that stuff. It was the synergy of like, let me use Let's Chat as my microphone to 
essentially I built out a resume sure. uh, to then go work in this. You know, I'm I'm 37, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm I'm absolutely terrified. But uh, to quote Carrie Fisher, "Be afraid, but do it anyway." So I guess the big difference now of what from about a year ago for me is I'm equally scared. I'm just I'm just gonna do it this time. Yeah. I'm gonna be scared and actually do it. Where absolutely. that was not that was not the case for me. Like it took me for I mean, just for side note, anyone doesn't know. Like I got pulled out of my job last year for burnout or in 2020. Like I look back, I'm like, there's been a lot of times I probably should have left and I just kind of got in my own way. Well, also let's end the other fact that like opportunity to work in this industry did not exist as much in Rhode Island as it did now. So like, it's, it's been a mixture of things. It's not like it was like, I waited for eight years to get here. It's like, well, for the first five to six, there's maybe one company in our entire state that I could have worked at. And now that has changed, but that, that was not the case until recently. Like, our industry, you know, we like you and I, we couldn't do these jobs really until the pandemic, if you really think about it, because everything was New York, L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're freelance. And I don't know if I can do that. I'm not ready to do that. Well, yet. and now everybody, I remember the big the big podcasters started talking during the pandemic about, wow, we're using Zoom. Isn't this crazy? And they're used to sitting in a studio. And if someone was remote, they were sitting in another, another radio studio. Right. Exactly. And. I remember, I think it was John, uh, John Hodgman on his podcast was making a huge deal about, wow, I can see people because we're using Zoom instead of just networking through the radio stations. Isn't that crazy out there? Doesn't everyone think that's crazy? And I was like, you know who doesn't think it's crazy? Most of us, us. podcasters, us, us indie yeah. podcasters. We don't think it's crazy. We've been doing this forever. And yeah. and then everybody was like, oh, wait, this technology sounds good enough. We can actually use it. And so I yeah. I love the indie podcast community and I've definitely had my you know issues with it. And I, um, you know, I know that I noticed early on, too, like my ambition was outgrowing some of the people around me. And I, I definitely have some people. There's some definitely there's naysayers and I've had some awkward conversations and people who disown me or don't talk to me or they removed our episode because we had some falling out or whatever. And um, it's hard. But again, that all goes back to the shame and, and, and like that stuff of like that stuff really hurt. Like I remember like it really hurt, but I'm like moving forward. But um, thank you, man. This is yeah. this is cool. Anytime. I can't wait till we do this in person. Oh, it's going to be great. That's going to happen. <laughs> and I can't and I'm going to and I can't wait to come back to uh, break a brain. Break brain, tough, broken brain, because uh, that's always a good time. And uh, that was one thing too. I was, I, I would guest on your show, and get way more uh, downloads or acknowledgement for any oh. work I was doing on mine. And I was like, huh, Dwight's doing something different. I gotta listen to Dwight more. <laughs> Having you on mine—that's what a bump. That was the bump, the Chris Revel bump. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Awesome. Thanks so much.